Nubs. Hello. Chris. Chris. <laughs> How you doing? I'm, it's it's I'm been good. a week. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. It's been I was a week. In, I was in the woods last Thursday. We were in the wilderness. I was in the hot, hot woods. Yes. Oh yeah, it was hot that week. It was really fucking hot. It was really hot. I went camping from uh, Thursday to Sunday. Ooh. Thursday and Friday, it averaged like eighty-six degrees throughout the day. Okay. And it was pure sun. Um, the air quality, we got like air quality alerts on our phone. It was so bad. Mm. Um, what is, what is bad air quality? It's just all shitty. The air is all bad. You don't, you don't <laughs> want to breathe that. <laughs> There's junk in it. No, is it like all the plastics that are burning out on Ohio or is yeah, it like the pollen and allergens? chemicals, uh, probably carbon dioxide levels bad. Uh, have you heard? Huh? This is just a side note. This is not to derail the opening bit. Uh, have you heard that the uh, the plastic, the 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 plastic island mm. in the Pacific Ocean mm-hmm. is now so large <clears throat> that it's creating new biomes for life? That's gross. So there's like <laughs> creatures, plastic creatures. Well, they're plastic not, no, no, seals. They're just creatures that are using the the plastic floating. They, they land. live on a big water bottle. Yeah. 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 That's gross. Yeah. Anyways, continue. But I'm glad they have a place to live. I guess. Because yeah. we took away their Because we're killing place. everything else that they have. Yeah. I, I didn't know it was getting bigger. I thought it was getting smaller. I think it's two Texas size. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do we not see it all the time on like satellites Well, if it makes you stuff. feel better, um, Alaska's bigger. Than, than the plastic island. Well, than Texas. Okay. <laughs> so it's not in Alaska yet. No, it's definitely in Alaska. It's just two Texas. It's definitely in Alaska. How many Connecticut's is it? Uh, 20. How many times bigger is Texas than Connecticut? Let's see. Come on, Siri. You got Here, this. I found ice cream in Connecticut. Now playing the Beatles. <laughs> she didn't. She just went away. She didn't <laughs> even listen. She, ah, bye. I, I gotta go. Someone's calling me. <laughs> um, I can't. I'm sick. Um, so yeah, it was super hot. Air quality yeah. was bad. I don't really know what that means. But well, how did you feel? Second day, air quality wise, just no. How did you feel? Fine. On the, on the it first was, night, it was super hot. Um, but we were in the shade. Uh, we set up shade pretty quickly. What do you do to cool off when it's that hot and when you're camping? Because oh. when I'm home, I turn on the AC. They don't have that. Yeah, I know. Camping. So what do you do when you're camping? Uh, there was a lake, and okay. it was like a a spring lake okay. or something. Um, and there was a, a river that feeds into it, and then it's a lake, and then a river feeds out to it, so it was quite cold. And we just dunked in there fully clothed and then walked back to camp fully wet and just let the sun dry us. And it didn't take long for, really? the, yeah, for the sun to dry us. I mean, granted, I was in like, I was wearing running shorts, essentially. I showed up in jeans, mistake. Um, oh, gosh. It was just wet in there. <laughs> and so uh. I switched to shorts. Um, Took off the boots, took off the socks, put on Crocs, wore wore only Crocs for the next four days. Smart. Vent. Yeah, vented. Um, Yeah, put put the Crocs into sport mode, walked down to the water, (laughs) Uh, just walked right in there with shoes and and, and the running shorts and this t-shirt, actually. Okay. This is the t-shirt that I got all lake wet. Just get naked or no? Because I would do that. Fully clothed? No, because you want the clothes to be wet. Well, no, I mean to cool off. You could, yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, so uh, the second time we did the dunk, we were closed, dunked. Uh, 
by the time like we got back to camp and I was spending a lot more time in the shade. So my shirt was taking longer to dry. So it was just damp and damp and damp. So I was kind of sick of that. So I took off the shirt, put it outside to dry in the sun. And I was like, oh, actually, <laughs> if I'm hanging out under the shade here, I'm just going to I'm just going to open this all out to the world. You know, did that um, help? Yeah, it was it was comfy. It was nice. OK, we were, we were literally just sitting on our like camping chairs under the canopy tent thing that we set up. Try not to roast. Trying not to roast and uh, like shooting the shit, eating snacks, talking about stuff. Uh, I was playing with my drone because uh, on the second day there was a fire warning. Like there were forest fires like 12 miles away. So I was like, ooh, my, my drone goes really high in the air oh, that's <laughs> and, nice. and has a camera. I wonder if we could see it. And I think we could. Yeah. Yeah. I have, okay. I have a couple pictures on my phone of like a little blur. And I was like, I think that's smoke 12 <laughs> miles away. <laughs> it probably didn't help the air quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was that going on. Yeah, but it was good. Uh, camping is really good. This was a very low-key camping because it started with just four people. Uh, and then the next day uh, in the afternoon, we gained a fifth. And then at night, we gained a sixth. And then on Saturday, uh, for the last day, we gained a seventh. So it was a very just quiet, vibing, literally had no service. <laughs> so every once in a while, I'd hop onto my friend's uh, hotspot to like text a couple people. Hey, still not dead. All right, talk to you later. Um so it was good. So it was just, it was just sitting there. I set up a hammock with a shade over it. Like a, it was a rain fly. Uh, and the, the outside was black and the inside was shiny to kind of keep the heat in, but I flipped it inside out. So the Ooh. outside was shiny to deflect the heat. Ah. So I was just vibing under there, reading my copy of the Hobbit. Um, it was nice, man. And it's good to just like, you just turn off your brain, which you may think that you do sometimes, but you don't do for long enough to get the effects from it. Literally nothing matters for four days besides what time is dinner? Oh, nine hours. <laughs> I'll start that in seven hours. Mm. Uh, it's really nice. That's mm. all I have to worry about that day. I had a similar no cell phone experience. Yeah. With my uh, time last week doing a hockey camp. Hmm. Um, because I was on the ice four hours a day in two hour sessions. Yeah. And then off ice, you go to... Uh, uh, like it's called chalk talk mm -hmm. and they would do essentially off ice coaching sessions sessions where they would review tape and film and, and go over playbook stuff and yeah fundamentals and stuff like that so um hockey school hockey school basically it's yeah it was hot dude i was people were taking their gear outside and putting it on their cars to to dry yeah. off <laughs> from yeah. like the sweat and stuff yeah Wow. No, I was thinking that's a smart idea. It's a very smart idea. <laughs> but then it's super hot when you put it back on. Yeah, but that's okay because you're going to get on the ice. And it's hot and cold. dry is better than cold and warm wet. and wet. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's fine. It's fine. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had a good. We had a nice week off. We both kind of had our own version of vacations. Yeah, a little reset. <laughs> it is our own version of vacations. <laughs> <laughs> I did nothing for four days and ate food and hung out in the wilderness. And you went to hockey school. <laughs> I quadrupled my calories burned each day. I quadrupled my calorie intake <laughs> for each day. Yo, I was eating. I was eating so much for lunch and dinner. Yeah. I remember the first night I, uh, my dinner, it was, uh, a 12-ounce New York sirloin. Fuck yeah. Uh, charred Stilton mashed potatoes. Oh, my God. Grilled vegetables. Yeah. I ate the whole... I Literally every drop of that. Like, <laughs> clean I was, plate club? Clean plate club. Completely <laughs> gone. 
And then lunch the next day was grilled chicken and sauteed broccoli rabe with a loaf of bread. Um, <laughs> like a whole entree of it. Hell yeah. That was my lunch. <laughs> and loaf then, of bread. <laughs> yeah. I, I asked for bread on the side. Um, then what was my dinner? I think my dinner was, uh, oh yeah, like it was chicken. It was like chicken tenders. Oh yeah, it was leftovers. There was leftovers. I had like chicken tenders. I had uh, feta pesto, like red pepper pesto pasta. All right. All um, right. with like uh, soppressata sprinkled all over. Um, nice. And then I think I had uh, what was it? Chicken parm. Hell yeah. <laughs> and like linguine. Feasted in between Dude, the hockey school. It was, well, I was like, to put it in, in perspective, my my daily calories are typically anywhere between six to 800 calories. Burned. Yeah. And each day there, I was around four. Damn. Yeah. That thousand? Yeah. <laughs> you just said four. Yeah. Six to 800, but it was four. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a lot. That's insane. Yeah. I got like the special weekend. Like you did eight hundred percent of your of your weekly goal. <laughs> but tone like, it down a little, maybe next. Yeah, week. I was like, oh, thank you, <laughs> dude. I've been paying for. I've been I've been exhausted all week. Yeah, like I don't know if you can tell, but I'm like tired. You do seem you seem sedated <laughs> from the second you opened the door like four yeah. hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I've just been just yeah because you came back from that very physically taxing weekend. Vacation. You, vacation. Sure. Yeah. Vacation. Vacation. And you came back to work, which I'm yeah. assuming has been busy and mental oh, taxing gosh. and stuff like that. So Yeah, yeah. Um But yeah. as a reprieve, I know we both are completely caught up with The Mandalorian, which has finished its season three. Yes. So we can finally talk about the whole season. Spoiler alert for Mandalorian season three. <laughs> ba da ba What'd you think? fantastic yeah oh i was a huge fan awesome it was great it was faster paced it was the are you talking about the finale or just the season the season yeah season flew by each episode was fantastic i think it was um it was a full-fledged story about more than just din jaren Mm. which i liked a lot i liked how it was i was hoping it was going to be uh kind of um larger imp- like impact wise yeah of the story and it was which i really wanted yeah um yeah i have no complaints i thought it was fun i thought it was good yeah um and it makes me excited to see what happens with it yep uh yeah i think cool. I, I like i was kind of i i thought they were gonna show uh thrawn yeah me and too. i got psyched yeah, I went, oh, I'm kind of surprised they didn't. They're name dropping Thrawn. Where yeah, is he again? And then they didn't. And I was like, "You sons of bitches!" Yeah. And then the last episode was called "The Return." Yeah. And I was like, "What's gonna return, yeah. Thrawn?" Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I guess um, they're saving that for uh, for Ahsoka. Yeah, I kind of yeah. I mean, that makes more sense. I didn't like the one thing I didn't like was actually uh, Moff Gideon. Hmm. Because the way Moff Gideon returned and the way he behaved was such a comic book villain. Yeah, which he was very stoic and cold and calm and calculated. And just, I'm evil. Ha ha ha. But in like season one and two, he was very like, I don't know. Like he he like flew a TIE fighter and had the dark saber and shit like that. But 
He was he, menacing. He was menacing. Where this one, <laughs> he's like, I have this new armor and I will kill all of you. Yeah. <laughs> Dispose of them. Ha yeah. ha ha. <laughs> you like, have that's fallen into my trap. Exa- exactly. <laughs> it was so comic booky to yeah. me. And I just went, I don't, we didn't need you. We didn't need you as some as some puppet master behind the scenes pulling strings about the 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 about the the empire, right? It could have just been its own thing of the empire's trying to get back on its feet. Oh, I mean, there needs to be people doing that. So I'm glad they showed like he had that little council of warlords. Yes, that, that, that was I cool. Liked. That yeah, I liked. Um, and he was. They all very clearly seemed to have their own motives, and they were like quote unquote working together. Um, but yeah, there, there was that really interesting thing where he's like, we have to appear, uh, like disorganized because if we're a big threat, then the new Republic is going to come after us, but we need to like stay in the shadows and appear like, eh, it's just a bunch of guys out there doing a bunch of warlords, a bunch of warlords causing some havoc. It's not enough to go start a war with them, but they're secretly working together, but also not that well. They are still kind of doing their own thing. Um, it's very interesting. Yeah, I, he was very comic book villain. Um, I also really liked the season. Uh, it had a very different pace, very different style. I like that it focused on different characters. It was bigger in scope. Like it was about Mandalore and the Mandalorians mm. and Bo-Katan and the Armorer and like these different factions coming together. And it was about uh, Grief Karga's, uh, his uh, place, Navarro. Uh, and like how that's doing and how the empire and the new Republic. And it was, it was much grander in scope. And there were a lot of different like little genres within the season. Like there was that noir, like crime investigation episode on the Jack Black Lizzo planet. <laughs> and then there was, that was a surprise. Yeah, that was, a <laughs> I, surprise. we haven't talked about that. Have we? No. And what's his name? Um, Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. It's so good. Oh, I was so, I was he, so happy. To he see was him. great. Jack Black and Lizzo were Jack Black and Lizzo, which I love seeing Jack Black in anything, and Lizzo's a fun treat as well. But it was just Jack Black and Lizzo in Star Wars. I mean, I, here's the thing. Weird. I think they did, they did fine. I think the, they did fine. The problem was is that, like to your point, it was so obviously Jack Black and Lizzo. It looks like how he would look if you ran into him after a tenacious. Team yeah, I, I think they needed to make Jack Black. I think more. Eccentric's the wrong word, but just yeah, put him. Put they put need him, to disguise him a little bit better behind his character. An alternative yeah. view of of him. Lizzo, I think, was great just being Lizzo. Yeah, because that totally fits that character. Yeah, She's that very totally, regal and very welcoming and. Yeah, I think I think Lizzo was great. I yeah. think Jack Black was great, but the problem was it was it would have been the same thing if it was Brad Pitt. It would have been like that's Brad Pitt. Yeah, it just <laughs> I wouldn't believe this for a second. That's Brad Pitt. Yeah, or Leonardo DiCaprio or Tom Cruise. Exactly. That's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other character that like i wanted to be but i did uh it, it was fun it, it was, was fun it was fun seeing them it kind of took me out of star wars but uh yeah it was it was just good it was a fun time um so that was interesting the the finale was was a very exciting episode um I really liked the the stormtroopers with Beskar and jetpacks, like the Mandalorian inspired yeah. stormtroopers. I liked uh, Moff Gideon's outfit too. He kind of had the the dark trooper, like the the droid trooper that we saw at the end of season two, 
fashioned into a Mandalorian style suit with like Darth Maul spikes on his helmet. Uh, and he had like the cool voice modulating modulation that sound, made him sound real cool. It's very menacing. He killed the John Favreau character, the big beefy boy. So that was like, that was, that was a bummer after we've seen like some character growth from him. And uh, that was a, that was surprising that they showed that the way they did. Yeah. They just showed him getting stabbed and stabbed yeah. and stabbed. That was gnarly. Um, but man, he went out like such a champ, firing his gun for so long that it started to melt. Yeah, <laughs> that was it was very cool. Um, yeah, and then the whole the whole end battle was uh, was very interesting. It was exciting. I like that they got like a happy ending. I like how final it felt. Like it almost felt like a series finale. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because like from season one to season three, it was Moff Gideon's the bad guy, and they're trying to restore Mandalore and, and things like, well, not really, but uh, that like became the thing and like everything was tied up very nicely and he officially adopted Grogu, which was adorable. Din, Gor- Din Grogu. Din Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were so many things that were tied off in a neat little bow. So it, it feels like I have no idea where they're going from here. He obviously said like he might do some jobs for the the New Republic, but like honestly, that could just be the end for me. I think it's, it's like, the end. Okay, that's cool that that's what he goes off and does. There's no other season signed on, is there? I think there is supposed to be a fourth season. I don't think they need one. Uh, right? That's what it feels like. I'm okay with this being the end. Yeah. Um, and it even closed on that the the circle swipe on Grogu yeah. playing with the frog. Like that's like, but they, but they, but they, that's all, folks. <laughs> like yeah. that's as the end as you can get. Unless the next season's going to be about Bo-Katan and everything Which, else with the Mandalorians. Yeah, Bo-Katan and the armor and them like rebuilding Mandalore and maybe some people attacking Mandalore and finding out that hey, Mandalorians are back. They're uh, we should go fuck them up or something. Um, you know how Star Wars people talk. Uh, but I will say this season, and particularly the finale, there are a lot of moments that made me feel like, oh, okay, I guess. What do you mean? Like, uh, they set up the Mythosaur in episode two. I mean, we saw the Mythosaur in the last episode. But did we need to? And why did they show it to us in the first place? Because uh, Din Grogu. Din- Remember, Din Grogu has a thing with uh, animals. With beasts. Yeah, like and the rancor, s- and he looked over the water. You didn't notice that? Okay, and he, he walked could up tell to the, that there's something in there. Yep, he walked up to the edge and he put his hand out, and then down low. Then it did the whole pan from as if you were looking at followed up, down up at Grogu, yeah. and then it went all the way down, and then it showed the Mythosaur opening its eye. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So that, so that happened, but then they went to Navarro and retired. So like. <laughs> That didn't really lead anywhere. So basically, they showed us a Mythosaur in episode two, and then they showed us a Mythosaur again <laughs> at the finale. But like, it didn't come out. It didn't cause anybody any trouble. They didn't. They still don't really know it's there besides Bo-Katan and maybe Grogu now. They didn't ride it yet. Although, we all did complain that Boba Fett rode the Rancor in one season, and right. we didn't see yeah. any of that training. So, I mean, I guess that's a thread that they can continue to follow in uh episode four the the little bird dragon creatures uh where they they kill its mom and then they rescue three little dragon mm-hmm. babies and then what do they eat them <laughs> like those didn't show up again um the freaking dark saber it was such this big deal when we found out that it exists at the end of season one and then in season two din gets it and pokemon's like shit now i have to beat him in battle and that's how it works and there's that whole drama of like oh that's very interesting that's like new lore i wonder how they're going to resolve that 
And then it was just very conveniently resolved, <laughs> but like it wasn't like earned. It was like technicality. And you're like, okay. And then but that matches because he Din was always the for the entire time. He was like, this this doesn't mean anything to me. Take it. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 I can't touch it. And he was like, I don't want it. Fine, I'll have Take a spider it. creature in the depths of Mandalore yeah, exactly. steal it from exactly. me so you can kill that. And then he was like, aha, wait, technicality. You can take it off my hands finally. Which is like, sure, but I wish. I wish it was somehow earned. Like I wish it was but, a bigger moment but than th- that. There's that moment on the boat on Mandalore when he walks up to her and says, "That saber means nothing to my people." Yeah, like that saber, this status, all these traditions that you claim—they don't mean anything to my people. My people, end of the day, care about honor and yeah. the following. Like, I I think that was the reinforcement of just like the saber means something to you, the fans. It means nothing to me. Yeah. Me, Din and I don't care about this. Yeah. It's being forced upon me, which is why I, I fucking reluctantly use it and I suck with it. Wait, and that's another thing. Like, there was a whole thing of like, oh, it's heavy to him because he's not like at peace with it or he's not like one with it and he doesn't believe in himself or something. So he needs to learn that. I was like, ooh, that could be very interesting. Nope. He gives it to bo <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to see him. And she picks it up. She's immediately fucking just. Because she like, she knows. Which, I mean, maybe there could have been a, a conversation there about that, right? Is like, yes, I have it. It's n- it's clearly not right for me. Like, look how well you wield that. It clearly belongs to you or something like that. That could have been cool. So you didn't like how he handed it off? I, I, it just felt convenient. And, like, it didn't build to anything. And then, and then it gets crushed. And, like, there was so much, like, buildup around... Um, like it's so symbolically powerful and it shouldn't have to be. And there were all these conversations about like uh, the armor told her to take off your helmet. Like this isn't your deal. Like you don't have to to do this. We could all just come together as Mandalorians. And I thought there was going to be something like that for the dark saber. It's like, yeah, it's cool, but like it, we don't necessarily need it to all come together. We could just come together as a people and it doesn't have to be around this dark saber. And I thought it was going to lead like that. And Bo-Katan, like there was going to be some, demeaningification of the Darksaber. But there was. the bad guy just smashes it. There was. And it wasn't anybody's choice. That was it, though. It just happens to be broken now. But that was it. Nobody chose to broke it. The the iron and reinforced culture armor-stealing sign from imperialism crushes the Darksaber. Yeah. And proceeds to say the line, something, you Mandalorians, nothing without your trinkets. Yeah. She said... Us Mandalorians are never alone or something. And that's when Din Djarin. So you have the two different versions of the Mandalorian way coming together after the Darksaber has been physically destroyed, symbolically gone. Yeah. And they together defeat the Empire. Yeah. Right. So if you want to get all artsy fartsy, that's what that would be. Yeah. That's what that take would be of like the stance of the Darksaber. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. I think they replaced exactly what you're saying with the Forge. That's which, the new meaning. Which we like, didn't know <laughs> about how important the forge was until they told us. Yeah. They were like, this is the heart of Mandalore. This is once the great forge. Like, the great forge is a Mandalore. The fire is always burned. Yeah. Like, once we heard that when they walked in, when they first like, ran oh, into Oh, that's important too. Yeah. And then the Darksaber is destroyed and then they light their forge. It's like, well, that's convenient, <laughs> which is the and whole who's vibe. The, of- and who's to say the saber doesn't get fixed? Uh, that would feel cheap and convenient. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so yeah, I don't. There were a lot of moments like that. There was also the the Din Grogu, uh, Dinjar, and finally adopting Grogu, which is sweet. It was like, okay, cool. That's a that's a next step for his character. But we were already kind of on that page <laughs> from like episode one of the show. Um, 
like basically when he goes back and he decides to not turn him into the empire and he takes him back and he's like, no, this little baby's going to travel with me now. I was like, okay, cool. Daddy. <laughs> That's he's, he's daddy now. But well, now that, it's there's just that, like, there's that infamous season one scene of him silhouetted with the floating crib and uh, him putting I mean, his hand. Oh yeah, my God. Up. Amazing. Yeah. That's the big thing. That was my wallpaper for like a week. <laughs> by the <laughs> way, episode. By the way, uh, uh, Grogu had a walking bio, um, uh, walking <gasps> mech suit. That was very cool, but then went away. <laughs> like there was a lot of like, there were a lot of threads that I don't think were closed as impactfully as they could have been. Um, like I don't know. Like Din was trying to find this balance between the Mandalorian people and the children of the watch. And I think he was getting frustrated or he should have been getting frustrated that he was basically being sent on all these errands. And then the armor seemed kind of skeptical, but then just kind of ended up playing along. Like there was a lot of development and story beats that it felt like it was setting up that it just didn't. But I've also had it explained to me where like this show more than any other Star Wars feels like what George Lucas set out to make Star Wars feel like of like a serial TV show. Like George Lucas based Star Wars off of like Flash Gordon, which is why the first movie is called episode four. Cause you're supposed to have the feeling like you just started watching this in the middle of the story that was taking place. And you don't really know what came before this, but something is happening and you're picking it up and, uh, and you're here for this episode of the story. And that's why it starts like a big battle just happened and we stole plans for this, this big weapon. And now we're trying to hide that. But it's like, Whoa, what, what did we miss all that? Mm. And that's where the story starts. Um, and this feels so much like that. Like it's just, they set up things and then things happen and, or sometimes things don't happen, but it's just, it's like, it has like an old campy TV show kind of vibes. Which, when you frame it in, in that light, it's actually quite good at that. But I think it's not what we expect in this day and age of TV. Like, I was expecting, like, season one and season two, I think, had, like, bigger payoffs, too, right? Like, the season one finale was so epic. Like, they had the whole shootout, and he gets injured, and IG-11 has to take off his helmet, and that's the first time he took off his helmet, and it's to trust a droid, and that's such a huge character development thing, because he hates droids. And then I mean, he still hates droids the entire time. <laughs> well, and th this time, he's he kept calling R5 buddy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, true. way to go, buddy. Good job, true. buddy. And so I think, I think he's over it, and he, like steals the, or he, he borrows the IG-11 head from yep. the bar and rebuilds IG-11 to be the marshal of Navarro. Um, so I think he's, I think he's over his droid thing mostly for the most part. I will say this season one felt the most cinematic. I think so too. By yeah. far. Yeah. By far. Remember the, this shootout scene with IG? Yeah. Just. Yeah. Oh my God. In episode one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, though I think season one felt the most Star Wars cinematic. Yeah, and then season three has felt the most TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It does, and then and framing it like that is like okay, yeah, cool. It it does, and it's good. It's good at that. Um, but I I just think the expectations that I have carrying over from season one and season two into season three, season three feels the most campy. It feels the most kind of whatever about the story beats that it sets up. And I think I was just expecting bigger payoffs. Um, but weirdly with like all these gripes, I guess I have about it. I overall really enjoyed it. I loved every episode. It was, but then the, the finale left me feeling a little like, Oh, okay. All right. And if that's all they're doing, that's cool. 
That's it was good. It was fun. I almost don't want another season. I kind of don't either. I kind of want this to be it. Have we talked about what was announced at the Star Wars celebration? I don't think. Oh, you asked me. Have you paid attention to the Star Wars announcements? I was like, nope, haven't paid attention. Don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, and I went, yeah. Should I? You just went, I don't know. Or you know, you didn't even respond. You were just like, oh, (laughs) maybe not. Um, so I'm gonna hit you with some stuff right now. Should I? Should I know this? Stuff? I mean, you're you're gonna know about these things because it's they announced it out. what they're next. You can't block out what they are. Okay, f- like, fine. You're gonna need Jeez. to know. Fine. You're gonna okay, need to. Fine. God, you d- fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> no, there's gonna be a movie coming out, and you're gonna know what the movie is. You can block okay. out the trailers, but I'm gonna tell you what this movie okay. is. Okay, go ahead. So they basically announced their slate of Star Wars stuff coming up, which heavily implies, if not confirms, that they shook the Etch-A-Sketch. That Rogue Squadron, gone. Ryan no! Johnson's trilogy, gone. Taika I mean, Waititi's okay. Star Wars movie, gone. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> he went, no, okay. Yay! <laughs> Those three things. Um, so they showed... They announced or confirmed or whatever Bad Batch season three. Mm. Uh, the Ahsoka show is coming out. The Star Wars Acolyte show is coming out. Nice. They nice. showed the trailer for Star Wars Visions season two, which is the one of like each episode is a different animation studio. Uh-huh. Um, but this one is studios all around the world, and honestly, oh. it looks better because okay. it's not just anime, anime, anime. Okay. It's like three D animated and like cutesy two D, but like. I, like I, the animation styles are wildly different and okay. they're like different like cu- they're coming from different cultures so it looks a lot more varied than visions was um season one was uh they showed a trailer for ahsoka which is actually we were talking downstairs about what's next what's like what's ahsoka's the next thing next. on the thing ahsoka is next yeah. and then uh acolyte acolyte so they showed a trailer for acolyte to the fans and it leaked online so i watched that uh, and then they showed the trailer for Ahsoka, and then they published that online. Looks, I haven't seen that trailer. Incredible. You probably should block it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's that's gonna be cool. Uh, it's basic. No, it's just um, it's it's, it's gonna be cool. It's it's a, it's a show about Ahsoka. It does take place during like the Mandalorian timeline era, so it's not. So it's, it's post Empire, post post Empire, post original trilogy. Um. But yeah, it will be following like her story that we're used to, not really just her small brief appearances in The Mandalorian. So that'll be awesome. Then they announced three movies. And oh, they're okay. They're finally, because these are all shows you mentioned. Yes. Oh, uh I don't think they announced any more shows. You said Ahsoka, you said Acolyte, you said Vision Season 2. Uh, Skeleton Crew, they they showed a trailer to the fans of Skeleton Crew, which is the one with Jude Law, and it's like Stranger Things in Space. A bunch of kids get on a ship, and the ship takes off, and they're stuck on the ship, and they need to figure out a way to get back home, and they run into Jude Law, who's on the ship, or something like that. Um, A trailer for that? They showed a trailer for that only to the fans. I watched it. It looks rad. Uh, Should I black that out, too? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, you should. Okay. Um, <laughs> but so they, they announced their, their theory, I guess their game plan for going forward with the star Wars universe for fleshing out the star Wars universe. Okay. They, they talked about 
eras. There's different eras of the Star Wars universe. Right. There's the original trilogy. There's the prequels. There's the High Republic, which is before the prequels. That's when that Republic was. So, at its, so they its peak. Uh, wait, wait. Are they? Did they acknowledge the Skywalker saga essentially? Like yeah. One through um, one through nine. nine? Yeah. Okay. And it's called like the. There's like the New Republic era. Um, there's the, uh, the empire or something like that. There's the, the, the Republic, the clone wars and stuff like that. There's the, the high Republic, which is before episode one. That's when the Republic Mm -hmm. is at its highest point. They're like perfect for like 300 years. That's where the acolyte is going to take place. Um, there is the old Republic, which we know from like Knights of the old Republic and Darth Revan and stuff like that. Uh, and then they announced two new eras. Oh, one before the old Republic called the Dawn of the Jedi. Okay. Which is the name of one of the movies that's coming out. It's called the Dawn of the Jedi and it takes place thousands of generations ago, not thousands of years ago, but thousands of generations ago. And it is about the first Jedi ever. And that is, and they they described it as a biblical epic. <laughs> that is literally like the tone we're going for is like Ten Commandments shit. <laughs> like it is going to be about the first Jedi ever. It's called Dawn of the Jedi. Do they announce who's in it? They announce the director, and I forget exactly who it is. J.J. Abrams. No, it's like <laughs> it, it's like when they announce like Eternals for Marvel, and they're like it's going to be directed by Chloe Zhao, and I was like. I've heard she's really good, but I've never seen Arrow stuff because it's like small indie stuff. It's like one of those directors. Okay. <laughs> it's like, cool. I trust that that director sounds great. Okay. Um, and then the other, uh, oh shit, I forget the name of this era, but it is the, it's called the New Jedi Order and it is post episode nine, which we post have like episode nine. We have like no post episode nine content. So the other movie they haven't said the name of it. It might be called The New Jedi Order, but it's one movie, and it is about Rey Skywalker rebuilding the Jedi Order, starring Daisy Ridley. So, <laughs> that so, is, that's so the they're continuing the Skywalker saga? Uh, k- kind of. I mean, it's Rey Skywalker now, so and it is a character from the Skywalker saga. And the last name of the character is Skywalker. Exactly. <laughs> so... Um, Daisy Ridley signed back on? Daisy Ridley's back, baby. She signed back on. And she's going to be rebuilding the Jedi Order, which is pro- hopefully going to solve one of the my biggest loose threads of the sequel trilogy. She stole those books. Like the yeah, books from, <laughs> from okay. Octo. And we see them in the Millennium Falcon, and then nothing ever happens with them in Episode Nine. So she hopefully still has those and rebuilds the Jedi Order. And hopefully gets a lot of flashbacks from like Yoda and Obi-Wan and Luke and <gasps> Qui-Gon and shit like that. And then um, the third movie is in an era that already takes place. And they haven't said the name of the movie, but Dave Filoni is directing it. And it is going to be the culmination of the Mandoverse. So the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, all of these things will lead to one finale in a movie, which is going to be directed by Dave Filoni. And it's probably going to have all those characters in it. And it's probably going to have all those characters in it. So that's pretty hype. <laughs> Boba Fett, Din Djarin, Din Grogu, Skeleton Ahsoka, crew. Skeleton Crew. Skeleton Crew takes place between episode six and seven. Could be more too. Could what's be the, some. What's the time frame for this? Five years? Uh, they 
th- uh, I think it was Kathleen Kennedy said uh, the 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 Dave Filoni Mandoverse finale movie. Do not expect it anytime before 2025. <laughs> so like, oh, okay. that's fine. I mean, that's in two years. Yeah, that's really short. Yeah, so uh, that's like a 2026 or later. I was gonna say they probably wrap it up in 2025. Yeah, but the Dawn of the Jedi sounds dope, and maybe that'll also tie into those books. Uh, the books that Ray stole, because those are like the ancient Jedi texts or whatever. And then the Ray rebuilding the Jedi Order sounds interesting. Like, I'm just excited that we're finally getting something post episode nine, which it felt like Disney has yeah. had like a, a no, this is like a no man zone. Like, you, pro- you can't do okay, that so yet. So here's the problem with episode 10. Sure. <laughs> if we're calling it that. <laughs> here's the problem with episode 10. Which you might as well, actually. You might as well. The problem with episode... The problem at... Okay, let me rephrase that. Star Wars X. No, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's not a problem. It's just... It's it's a weak point. Yeah. The weak point of the Skywalker saga at this moment in time is that the expectation that we have because of how the Skywalker saga story has unfolded is that it is literally a story... In regards to opposites. Sure. Which, yes, I understand that's kind of the whole point about the light and the dark, the yeah. Sith and the Jedi. But the problem with, let's say, because like, if you have a movie, a biblical epic about the first Jedi ever, you don't necessarily have to throw in Sith right off the start. Sure. Because yeah. I'm also pretty sure they don't start off at the same time. No, I think Sith it's much, come, much later. Yes, yeah, yeah. come much later. So that's fine. You have a completely different kind of story being told. The Skywalker saga is always... E- even the fucking character. I have nothing wrong with the character. I like Rey. Rey's one of my favorite characters. But I think the thing is, is that like you have Rey, who is technically a Palpatine, mm-hmm. Sith, yep. but takes the name Skywalker. She's the daughter of a clone of Palpatine. Jedi. Yeah. So... All I'm saying is just it's going to be a trope if we have this Jedi temple and then we have just, oh, there's whispers of the dark side out in the universe. and That'll feel really cheap. But that's my point is that I feel like they're going to have to because that's literally the story of Skywalker. What if she's the conflicted one? What if she has some... Then it's the same trope. Oopsie-daisies tendencies that she's trying to solve within herself. It's the same trope. And there's not like some villain. She's worried that she'll become the villain. That's the same trope. Guess what? Like, let's rewind it back to Return of the Jedi with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Right? When he had that moment. He had that moment where he could kill Darth Vader. He's hacking away at his dad's arm. And he's he's winning with his anger. Yeah. And Palpatine's like, good. And (laughs) good. But in that moment, he stops. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In that moment, he stops attacking, and he realizes he has the ability to control his destiny by not doing that. Power of friendship. And he turns, well, technically the power of uh, a family, right? Yeah. He turns off his lightsaber. He throws it down. And he says, no, I won't do this. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. <laughs> well, it's, it's, well, that scene itself is more of the connection to his father. Yeah. Because then his father sacrifices himself. Yeah. To save Luke. Right? Yeah. So, so, uh, I don't know. I'm already concerned about it. I'm already worried. Yeah. That they're going to screw it up by making it such a fucking trope. I, I, I was excited to see something post episode nine, but I kind of wish it was just something different. Like, I, I honestly think that 
one of the one of the complaints that I've heard about uh, about the sequel trilogy that I haven't really shared too much, but like this kind of reminds me that it is kind of like a a, a thorn about the sequel trilogy is that it somewhat lessens the impact of Episode Six, which is what my favorite Star Wars movie. It's when they finally Anakin finally succeeds. He was the one who who brings down the Emperor, and it's with his son Luke and the power of family and the strength of the Jedi, and like that there is still light inside of him. And Luke helped bring that out, and it was like the culmination of all of that. And the end, Death Star two explodes, the Empire is gone. They could rebuild the New Republic, whatever. But and all of that, and the Mandalorian, we're seeing all these hints of the New Republic, and they're working, and they're growing, and they're building, and it's working. But we know in the sequel trilogy that the First Order comes up, and Palpatine's back, and Ben Solo, like Kylo Ren, is a... Coruscant gets destroyed. That wasn't Coruscant. That wasn't Coruscant? No, it was a different planet. I forget what it was called. But it's it's another Coruscant, essentially. It's a big city planet. <laughs> Um, but it wasn't Coruscant. Um, it's the other Coruscant. Essentially. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was Boston, not New York City. <laughs> that was. Um, but it just kind of negates like the. I thought we wrapped this all up and now it's just. It's like it, the sequel trilogy feels tacked on. You know, like there's four, five, six. Great. I'd love to see one, two, three to where this started. One, two, three for all of its faults. I think built a really good like it put the beginning of Anakin's character arc in there in a really well done way and like planted the seeds that make four, five and six so much more impactful knowing the the rise of Palpatine and the corruption of Vader and like Anakin's fall. So we could see Anakin's rise. And then the sequel trilogy is like, and they're back and they get defeated again. And it's like, okay, well (laughs) you could, you might as well have just not had these kind of in the grand scheme of things, like the bigger picture of this the prequels the originals and the sequels you're right but the problem is is that the whole the whole story hinges on the great good versus the great evil in the skywalker saga yeah and the great evil is palpatine yeah and palpatine was thrown down a giant reactor shaft and then the death star fucking but skywalker lives on so therefore palpatine must live on sure so now Ray Skywalker lives on. So is Palpatine going to be back? The, maybe the Palpatine within her? Hmm. Uh, in her blood? Hmm. Maybe she's standing over one of her students at the night with a lightsaber turned on? <laughs> Learn from the greatest. Um, see, I will, so this makes me think like, okay, and then they finally wrapped, they tied the ribbon and it's done. And that's why I'd like to see an episode nine that's just like, what's this new world that exists? Like, no more First Order, no more Emperor. It's gone, gone. What comes up in that place? Maybe, like, bounty hunting is back or something like that. And we could we could explore what happens after, after the Skywalker saga. So I'm glad we're getting something in episode nine. I'm just bummed that it's still the Skywalker saga. It's just Rey rebuilding the Jedi the Jedi Order, because there's so much more meat in Star Wars that they're not exploring, really. I mean, they do occasionally. Andor is awesome. Mandalorian is Andor's awesome. Incredible. Andor is incredible. Like, we want more of that stuff. Like, it's Do you remember Bill Burr's so well. whole arc? That was awesome. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, more of that shit. And just, like, more stories that happen in the Star Wars uh, universe. But I think it's cool. I think it's cool Daisy Ridley's back. Um, I'm surprised she's back. I would love to see uh, John, Boyega. John Boyega come back. I 
would I I will bet you I will bet you one hundred dollars that he will not come back. He won't come back. Yeah, I'm surprised Daisy came back because I thought Daisy was always on record saying just it's overwhelming. Yeah, to be in that spotlight, yeah. to be that level of character. I mean, I think a Star Wars spinoff movie is kind of what I'm expecting. Although they very well could name it Episode Ten. Uh, honestly, why not? I mean, it's a serial. That's what it, George it, Lucas it, always it, wanted. It's coming. It's following the last movie's storyline. It has to be. Has to be ten. It has yeah. to be a connection. So, I mean, if it's episode ten, it'll be overwhelming again. But if it's a spin-off Star Wars story, it's going to be ten. Like a Rogue One, that probably wasn't overwhelming for those folks. Like they had to do the press circuits and they had to do a bunch of interviews. But it was like, ah, it's. I mean, it's not like it's not like a Star Wars movie. No, it's because they die. No, they're but done. like they're the, done after that movie. I, the overwhelming part, I'm sure, to Daisy Ridley is all the fans and all the interviews and the press junkets and all the shows yeah, and the she's signings. Done three movies. You have it. to go to Disney and she's about meet to do all the, the fans. Fourth, she's about to do a fourth movie. All the people in Rogue One did one. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? But I'm saying if it's a spinoff, it probably won't be that overwhelming to do another one. It'll be like she's doing three and a half movies versus four movies. <sighs> And then the, the movies are theatrical releases. The Dawn of the Jedi. I mean, I'm sure they'll get some big names for it. So like people will be hyped for it probably. Who would be Michael Fassbender? Nope. I got it. Who? It's time. It's time. This is the one. A biblical epic. <laughs> Leo. <laughs> Leo <laughs> Leo is the first Jedi. I Dude, can see can it. You? I can see it. Here's Are you kidding me? Here's a Leo led three hour <laughs> biblical epic of Star Wars. Here's gets Scorsese on that one. The, the casting <laughs> the casting director has to find someone to play the first, first Jedi, Jedi ever. <laughs> Holy shit. Leo. Fastbender. Leo. I just I just <laughs> lean on who who can slam this shit out the park reliably? Uh, I'm going to butcher the name, but Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh, you think? That would be cool as hell. He was in uh, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, no, I know. He was in The Martian. Um, he fucking slaps. That would be cool <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon is the first Jedi ever. No, he... he uh, not that he has him, but he's too Matt Damon in the face. Jack Black. <laughs> Yo, what if Jack Black did an extreme non-Jack Black role? Yeah. And he fucking... We see his, like, Robin Williams goodwill hunting role. Yes! Where it's like, holy, holy shit, shit, he's got the chops. <laughs> holy shit. Getting nominated for awards. Yeah. For the first oh my God. Jedi For ever. the first Jedi, Jedi movie. Ever. <laughs> That's all I want. All I want is... Joaquin. First oh, Jedi ever, okay. Joaquin. Oh, that'd be a little too... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's a little... I think he's a little too creepy. Yeah. But Christian Bale. Whoa. <laughs> this, is, this is very This is fun, though, because now I'm fun. thinking of all of the dramatic type options here. Yeah. I just want somebody to win a fucking award for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's let's, what I want. I want let's an have award- the first Jedi movie I, be Oscar bait. I want an award-winning Star Wars movie. That's yeah. all I want. Beyond just the special effects. Yeah. I wanted a, I want a performance. Rogue One. Should have had some shit. Should have had something. You know what's funny? I've heard a lot of critics didn't like Rogue One. They're idiots. 
because they were just like, oh, this didn't make sense, and that was pointless, and that didn't add to the character, and this character didn't show enough remorse for that, and that's why it wasn't emotionally impactful, and the scene was a waste just to move along. The Darth, yeah. star, the, shut the, up. the the everybody, uh, shut up. Yeah, there there was one eye roll moment in Rogue One for me, and it's still I roll my eyes every time it happens. Do you know what I'm gonna say? No, it's when uh, Krennic visits Darth Vader. And he was like, so you'll tell the Emperor that it's not my fault. And he starts getting force choked. And Vader turns around and you see that he's choking him. And he says, be careful not to choke on your aspirations. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I like that. But I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> it's, it's very cheesy, campy. But that movie is insanely good. I watched it again recently. It's let so me good. Let me hit you with this. It's so good. It's probably the best Star Wars movie. That's... I think it's it is up there. The best as a movie. We've talked about this. Star it's, Wars it's movie. Up, it's 100% <laughs> up there. 100% yeah. it's up there. It, like top three for sure. Top three for sure. Yeah. It's it's so, so, so good. Um, I mean, like Empire is one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, my gosh. But it is Rogue One is so Rogue good. Rogue One is so good. It's so good as a movie and as a Star Wars movie. Yes. Like it's everything that Star Wars is. It's hope. It's like... Uh, impossible odds, odds. sacrifice yeah. yeah exactly it's about camaraderie coming together working together for a greater cause there's just lightsabers <laughs> there's, there's a pinch of humor there's a pinch of humor there's the deep still the best space battle in star wars i think maybe the beginning of episode three that dogfight that opens the movie episode Ooh, three i don't know return of the jedi has a when they when they come out of hyperspace on the on the death star that's yeah. that was a and it's like badass. a trap, and Palpatine's like, "I knew, I knew your friends were coming here, and yeah. we're gonna fuck them up." <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was kind of badass. That's very good. There's not a crazy good one in the in the sequels. Not a space battle, but the episode seven when the X wings come from across the water <sighs> and fuck up all the the Tie fighters. That was incredible. That but, was incredible. Um, not a space battle, but no. Rogue One. That whole like. Because you see that, like, the chess piece is moving of, like, okay, they need to help them on the ground. They're in there. Get in the hole. They close the hole. We need to break the hole. <laughs> we need to bring down the shield. And the But there's these guys coming, and there's the bombers, and the bombers are doing this. Bring in the hammerhead Corvette. Let's push the Star Destroyer into the others. Like, oh, my God. It's incredible. And they use all the old footage from the 70s of, like, Gold Leader checking yep. in and stuff like that. It's... It's it's one of the yeah, it's in my opinion one of the best representations of Star Wars. There's a, a moment in that movie that gives me goosebumps every time I see it. And I'll it's one of those movies that it's now reached the the echelon of like I'll just put it on in the background and I'll be doing something and it's just like a background Star Wars movie which when you know you've made it as a Star Wars movie when you become a Chris Robinson background <laughs> Star Wars movie. But I always look at the screen when I know this scene is coming. When they shoot the rocket from the ground at the AT-AT and it like knocks its head to the side and then it slowly looks back and you're like, oh, fuck. And then it gets hit with some blast from something else and they realize the X-Wings are here and they're like, yeah! yeah, and they like cheer and it shows that one captain who I don't even think has a name, but he has a sick big red mustache and he's just smiling looking down at him. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I'm the fucking coolest. <laughs> and he like just flies around and blows up a few more guys. That scene gives me goosebumps. It's such a like fist pump, like the cavalry's here <laughs> kind of moment. It's the on your left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of, of Rogue One. Oh, my God. It's so good. I, but anyway, I agree. Rogue, I think Rogue One's top three for sure. So, but, and, but, so spinoff but, Star Wars movie. These three movies coming okay. out are spinoff Star Wars movie. Yes. It's a solo. It's a Rogue One. We're getting more of that, except maybe episode 10. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it'll be, I don't think they'll be earth shattering, but I think it's cool that basically what they said is here's what we want to do now. There's all these eras and we want to treat them all equally. So we're going to make one over here. We're going to make one over here. We're going to make one over here. I'm excited. I like everything. I'm worried about episode 10. Yeah. I'm worried about who they cast for the uh, for the the first. I don't know what to call it. The Dawn of the Jedi. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Dawn of the Jedi. I'm worried about who they cast. It's also the name of that era. Dawn which of the I Jedi. could see them doing that and then leaving that era alone. Unless it, it does gangbusters and it like performs really Unless well. Unless they want to slowly build it to then be the introduction of the Sith. The, the introduction of the Sith. Cast, that's, that's when you cast Christian Bale. Christian Bale is the is a is a light Jedi that goes dark, and then he gets all fucking weird and and just that's <laughs> he gets all fucking weird. He gets all Christian Bailey. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, here's here's something that I want in uh, Dawn of the Jedi. Tom Hardy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but ooh, actually, ooh. <laughs> here no. Here's what I ooh. want. I don't want to see a lightsaber in that movie. Why? I don't think they're ready for lightsabers yet. I think those come later. We need to see proto sabers. I would see a proto saber. Okay. That's the one with the backpack and the tube. And it's like just a giant three foot long blowtorch, essentially. This is how they started. Um, I would see that. They just have a big, like, 10 pound kyber crystal on their back. But those don't sell. Oh, they could. Could you not imagine kids running around with those on, on Halloween? And Halloween, yeah, we got it's the new Ghostbusters, the proton packs or whatever in the back. The f yeah, oh, you know what? That's true. Okay, that could sell. Proto Proto Sabers could totally sell. That could sell. Um, but I I don't think I'm ready to see a uh, a full on like a dual lightsaber. a dual Tom Hardy Leonardo DiCaprio. Dawn that's, of the Jedi. What is that? The Revenant? Yeah, that's happened already. I know. <laughs> But this is now Star Wars. <laughs> We're going to see a five-minute uncut shot of Leonardo getting chewed up by a rancor. And then Give us a Revenant the Star snow. Wars. Give us Star Wars Revenant. Give All us filmed that. outside in the real twin sun sunlight <laughs> on Tatooine. <laughs> they just, yeah, they just drop them off in the desert. That's exactly. Just let's see it. Yeah. Let's see it. Just uh, fucking Bear grills. Tom Hardy filming Leo and Leo filming Tom Hardy being... Well, oh, let me man. put it this way. Let me put it this way. Would you rather see a Dawn of the Jedi movie done like The Revenant or like we saw Book of Boba that took all took place in Texas? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, no. that the, the, the direction your eyes rolled. Yeah, exactly. You saw exactly. nothing but the whites of my eyes. Exactly. <laughs> and my that's why. were looking at the back of my head. That's why it's got to be Revenant style Dawn of Jedi. Can you, I, dude? I'm so excited for that first moment when so, whoever it is is like struggling. They're trying so hard to do something, and they're like, uh, they're like trying to reach something, and it's moving farther and farther away. And then it like wiggles, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> when they like discover the force for the first time, like, where's it gonna come from? Are they gonna go full mystical with it? Like, are they gonna talk to like there was the the father and the son and the daughter? Yep. yep. Are they gonna show up they in live might. action? They might, because they were they're like at the creation of the Force or something yes. like that, and that's canon because that's yes. Clone Wars. It's a Clone Wars. Ooh, and it's go they're going biblical epic. So like, Anthony it, Hopkins is the father. <gasps> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is the father. Tom Hardy is the son, and. Maya Rudolph. <laughs> I, have what? No, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. 
Tilda. Tilda. It's Tilda. Oh my God. It's Tilda. It's got to be Tilda. Which of the three are you most to Or Meryl Streep. No, it's Tilda. Okay. It has to be weirder than that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Joaquin Phoenix, Tilda, and Steve Buscemi (laughs) That's the father. Which of the three are you most excited for? The Dawn of the Jedi, the culmination of the Mandoverse, or we'll just call it episode 10? (laughs) I'm pretty equal on all of them because I have hopes and concerns for all of them. I think that's valid. It's very fair. They they could all be knocks out the park. Yeah. And they could all be massive failures. I am most excited for Dawn of the Jedi because that sounds really cool. I never thought that we'd ever see a story like that put on screen and there's nothing to lose because that story has never been told wait what's his name oh my gosh words clues josh brolin josh brolin okay that actually out of all the options that one like fits that i could fit. i could see it josh brolin could fit yeah he all right cool fit. sorry continue heard i heard it here I'm first s- folks yep you just heard it here josh brolin's gonna be cast as the as the first Jedi ever, can you imagine if that if and when that happens? <laughs> no, when that happens, when that happens, we need to have a marketing campaign to say <laughs> on this date on four twenty twenty three. This <laughs> Josh Brolin, you yo guys. Josh Brolin, man. <laughs> uh, awesome. Sorry, you were saying. Um, or I would say, yeah, that's how I feel about all the movies. I feel I feel like they can all be fantastic, or they could be all big misses. But I would say I'm probably most worried for uh, episode ten. Yeah, with Ray. Yeah, most worried about what they're gonna do with that story, because it's just gonna be one of those. I will say this: I got super excited. I think it was. Yeah, they had it in the movie. They had the dark side Ray. Yeah, and I I thought that's interesting. Yeah, that's because they did a great job of making her look evil as fuck, and, and they, her saber just like double the, the switchblade. Yeah, just, saber. that like yeah, just ooh, um, scary shit. Yeah, I think that would be something that would be really cool. Not that I want to see them do that to Ray. Yeah, but just I don't want them to do a stereotypical just oh, the dark side whispers into the students and oh the temptations of the dark side is here again. Ah, and it's just. <laughs> Cool, the thing that we've been talking about for nine movies in yeah. 35 years. Got it. I, I want it to be something very different. I just don't know what they're going to do with it. I hope... Here's the thing. I hope that the Sith are gone. Because ideally, that's what they did. And Palpatine was like, I am all the Sith. Like, this is it. The buck ends with me. And she goes, I am all the Jedi. But wha-bam. Kamehameha. <laughs> Spirit bomb. <laughs> Wu-Tang. Bow! <laughs> and then... Spirit bomb! <laughs> and then... Uh, so, like, I think that would be cool if, like, they actually followed the stakes that they set and the Sith are gone, period. Like, that is done. And now this is, like, there's a new threat. Like, there's pirates all over the place. And the Jedi need to step up no, and... No, it's not going to be that. Help I, protect I, I, again. You know what's going to be? It's going to be politics. Hmm. It's going to be the New Republic. We've destroyed the First Order. The new New Republic. The new New Republic. We've destroyed the First Order. But we still need... We still and need we it. talk like we're in the 30s in America now, you see. <laughs> but uh, we still need our, our, our uh, branch of morality. Well, well, what could we ever do? <laughs> we still have this temple that you guys were kicked out of about 60 <laughs> years ago. Um, 
that. Yeah, that could be cool. And then the, the Mando it. culmination uh, movie is just, that's going to be fine. That's going to be fun. Uh, I'm worried it's going to be too TV-like. I mean, yeah, that's the fear. Although they'll they'll have to do something to raise the stakes. But we're going to be seeing a lot of Ooh. TV characters. Ooh. What? Ooh. It'll be a Thrawn. I well, it, it, yes, but just I just yes, but also just I just imagine for whatever reason the cinematic style of of film first shots of them. Just imagine that. Not yeah, you know what I'm saying on a big screen. Oh, I just yeah. imagine essentially dinjar and coming out of the shadows and it's all dark filmed in imax yes and some light <laughs> shining off of his best car you know what i mean yeah and boba's next to him and just oh that would be sick that could be I sick boba fett that could be that could be sick here's what i want some clone of moff gideon somehow made it oh, or something like no, that something like that, do that is force don't sensitive that. is force sensitive no. is on exegol or something Ugh. goes to fight them gets fucked up by din gets all nasty and scarred snoke oh because <laughs> we still have no we still have no explanation for who snoke is and where he came from that's a good point. He was just there and died. And Mandalorian season three ends like mm, 10 years before episode seven. So Snoke's doing something. Snoke's around. Kylo's about to start being trained by Luke. Um, So I, it would be cool if like a couple of years pass. Mando does some missions for the New Republic. Ahsoka does her sh- thing. Finds Thrawn. F- messes around with Thrawn. Fights Thrawn. Maybe Thrawn's still around. Skeleton crew, we don't really know what that story is, but maybe that'll lead somewhere. That'll give us some clues. Mm. Boba Fett's still fucking hanging out with a rancor on tattooing to whatever the fuck he does. And then the the First Order, the, the First Order, that's what it's called? Yeah, the First Order starts to rise and they try to do something to stop it. Maybe like Thrawn is like going to be put in charge of the First Order. He's the one who's secretly been building it and putting all the pieces together behind the scenes. What if Snoke is Thrawn? That doesn't make any sense. He's not No, blue. I think Thrawn dies in Snoke. Thrawn dies. That'll be the finale. So it's like, hey, we saved the day. Oh, but there's Snoke. other worse things happening. Yeah. But, and they go into hiding, whatever. Yeah, or just... You know what I just realized? They die. Yeah, or... <laughs> oh, that'd be dark. Um, You know what I just realized? Huh. Because I, I was thinking, oh yeah, right. That's this is Kylo's about to get trained by Luke in this time frame. What if we see Han Solo, all CGI'd, and but then I realized Harrison Ford said he doesn't want to do anything else with Star Wars anymore. No. <laughs> and that's when I realized, imagine being Harrison Ford, and knowing that you did this project called Star Wars project. And, yeah, and mm-hmm. then you look around, and it's just you see this thing called Star Wars everywhere that all the you time. built yeah with this with all these people and it's just that's got to be the weirdest thing ever imagine being done with star wars imagine being like nah i'm i'm done with that shit for star wars <laughs> i just can't imagine the 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 way to think about things if you imagine if this show was for some reason like as pop, like more popular than than JRE, right? It was like the number one podcast of all time or whatever. Yeah, and it's just we're just two dudes talking about shit that we like, and for some reason it popped off. It just became this uh, every episode. It was the Markiplier of podcasts. You're getting nine million views or listens or whatever each and every single episode, which we're getting close. But yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> and it's just 
it's so weird to just be yourself. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine being Harrison Ford just being myself, having a cup of coffee. Just a grumpy old man with an earring. Yeah, and just realizing, like, oh my God, I'm like the, the Star Wars. Yeah. Is me. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, but I'm done with that thing. That was a fun project. I'm done. <laughs> but then you keep looking around and it's just, oh my God, it's Star Wars though. And it's, that's my thing. Yeah. Right? Sure. <laughs> Is that, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. <laughs> it, that's just got to be so weird to exist like He's that. He's probably fairly used to it. Because he was there when it was being made. And he was there when it started to pop off. And he was there when he made two sequels. And then showed up for the sequel sequel. And then showed up two movies later. <laughs> um, for a cameo. Um, Imagine being in his kids. Yeah. That's got to be weird too. They probably hate Star Wars. <laughs> you think so? I, I bet you he. I I guarantee you he didn't play a movie for him. <laughs> he just, just he didn't say a thing about it. All right, kids, I'm ready to show you my finest work. This is what made your daddy who he is today. I, I, it's he, called Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you he probably he seems the type of guy who wouldn't he wouldn't tell his kids or show his kids that of just he would they would just be like you did movies. He's like yeah I did movies. <laughs> Like, I don't think he, that he would be like, it's true. All of it. Yeah. I don't think I don't. Can you? I don't see him being that type of person. I don't know him at all. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I just don't see him as the type of person like, sit down, kids. That. I'm going to show you. No, Star I mean, he, Wars. Like, he lived in like Utah and he, he flew little puddle jumper planes and he went skiing all the time. So he's clearly like <laughs> his movie career funded his I'm going to live in the woods <laughs> in, a, in a ski resort career. So, yeah, he, I, I'm assuming he doesn't have huge printed framed photos of all the He probably does have a storage posters. Yeah, he probably has some shit. But, like, he probably could not give less of a shit. Like, if I were him, I would want, like, the DL-44 blaster. I would want Han Solo's oh, pistol, gosh. like, hanging in my, my foyer or something like that. He could not give less of a shit about <laughs> owning anything from Star Wars. Although he's back for Indiana Jones. Yes. What I'm excited he, about. Yeah, probably because he needed like a, a new like <laughs> addition to his <laughs> <laughs> ski resort mansion. Uh, but it is the most jaded fucking over it old man I've ever <laughs> seen or heard of. And I'd respect him so much for it. But he always kind of played that kind of guy, didn't he? Yeah. He played that kind of guy because it came very naturally to yeah, him. I he think was once never people some got jovial like, character. Oh, uh, we'll write this for you, and then you could try even less hard to earn Yeah, this he paycheck. was never some kind of like jovial comedic character. Yeah, no. The most like animated he ever was was Han Solo. Even Indiana Jones was more stoic than Han Solo. Yeah, Indiana Jones was more of an action role yeah. than anything. Which I loved Indiana Jones. I still do. I still I was geeking out over the trailer in the movie theater. I'm about to uh have my fiance experience the Indiana Jones trilogy <gasps> for the first time. She's never seen Indiana What are you starting with? We're going in order. Okay. Raiders, Temple, Crusade, and then the end. And you're caught up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the end, we're probably We're getting close. We're way I, over time. I just want people to know. How much of a fucking smoke show Harrison Ford is? <laughs> Still? Well, back when he... That picture I showed you? Oh, him. my God. 
just holy shit. What can we tell people to go? Just Harrison Ford sexy. I think it was young, he was he was like Harrison walking Ford. out of a car into a hotel. Holy he has shit! I know the exact. On. You said that picture, and I know exactly what you're talking about. We haven't looked at that picture in months, if not years, and I know the exact one you're talking about. You see it, and you just go, "Holy shit!" Yeah. What a smoke show. Uh, Harrison Ford. Hottest dude. Oh, my dude. God. Hottest. No, I was thinking, I'm thinking of this one, where he's just oh, in a kitchen. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, with no, the pans no. behind him. With Harrison pans. Ford, young, sexy. Look that up. No, oh, no, 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 no. Goodness gracious. Um, it's, it's him walking into a hotel. All right. It's him walking into a hotel. <laughs> By the way, he was jacked, too, huh? He, had he was, muscles. yeah. He was cut in Indiana Jones. He's like the classic, just sexy 70s guy. <laughs> Like that's what every seventy. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Yo, yo. <laughs> Look at the photo that I found it on. It's called Young Harrison Ford, and it's from the subreddit Lady Boners. <laughs> <laughs> so Google Young yo, Harrison Ford Lady Boners. That one. That one. It's that's is. who every man wants to be. Yeah, and everyone. Holy wants to do shit! It. Like shadow stubble, the the designer sunglasses, the the perfectly positioned he's hair. Posed like he's in an Aeropostale magazine. He's just like, walking off of his car. He's, he's just, just walking, going to work. Yeah. <laughs> he it's looks like that. Stunning, and it's just holy <laughs> shit! Holy Incredible. shit! He looks... That's what I want to be when I grow up. He's probably younger than both of us are in that photo. I think I think he is. He's probably in his late twenties. No, 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 no. I think so, man. I think That's, he's earlier that looks, than that. I think he's mid twenties. I don't know. He looks. But uh, let's wrap this up in honor of slinging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, bye, everybody. We need to. We. <laughs> It's getting hot and heavy in here. Goodbye. Yeah, we need to calm down a little. We gotta get outside. Gotta get outside. <laughs> Open a window. <laughs> Harrison. All right, please, uh, please, please subscribe. Tell a friend about this episode, and uh, give us a rating. We appreciate the ratings coming in. Keep them coming. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. All right. All right. All How's right. Your right. How's your throat? How's your throat? I think, I think I can manage. There might be a couple little. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay.